fat guy in a little coat. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake, your favorite podcast or soon to be favorite podcast. I am Joey Valentine, and I am so, so, so happy to have you here. It is May the 16th, 2022. Have you had a fabulous weekend? Been a great weekend in sports for Texas. I had a blast watching what was actually sports history, if you don't follow. The Dallas Mavericks, the NBA team club, uh, was playing in a game seven against the Phoenix Suns last night. Or tonight, I should say, rather. I am recording late, late, late on uh, Monday morning. I just got done with my sports games. Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns in Phoenix, Game 7. Dallas Stars, the NHL Hockey Club, Game 7 in Calgary. The first time in the history of sports that two teams from the same city are playing in a Game 7. Dallas in Calgary and Mavericks in Dallas. So... Yeah, it was great. The Mavericks absolutely destroyed the Suns, the number one team in the NBA, so that's awesome. But unfortunately, my beloved Dallas Stars did not come away winners. In overtime, Calgary scored a fabulous goal. Jake Ottinger was amazing goaltending for the Dallas Stars. He is the future of hockey, and his performance was just spectacular. I hate to see my Stars lose, but Calgary is the better team. And Dallas took it to seven games. So you got to be at least a little proud of that. I No, very proud of that. I am very, very proud of that. Nice job, Stars. Sorry to see the season end, but we'll come back stronger next year and get them. At least I still have something to root for. Now that the Mavericks are moving on, I don't know who they're playing. Not a big basketball fan, but I am a big fan of anything that comes out of Texas. So now I have to be the Fairweather fan and actually pretend like I've been watching all season long and actually care. Because I'm damn sure not going to sit through 162 games of baseball until the playoffs. No offense. And I do love baseball. But I do not love 162 games. You know, these these sports games, let me tell you, something that I that aggravates the shit out of me and always has, as long as I've been watching sports, they do these interviews with the people, with the players. They do these interviews with the players during the games, right? Like in hockey, you have three periods. Okay, you have three 20-minute periods. Everything in sports uh, equates to an hour. Basketball has four quarters. Football has four quarters. And in, in during the game, you'll have some sideline reporter and – you know, he or she will come up to, will be standing on the bench with the coach and be like, you know, blah, 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 question, you know, generic question. And the coach will give generic answers. And I just, I fucking hate that. It, it answers nothing. It sounds scripted. It gives you no insight to the game whatsoever. And I don't know why they even do it. You know, I don't know if it's just like tradition, but like, this is seriously, this is what it's like. Like, this is a press conference. Okay. This is what they all sound like. It just any sport. Football, hockey, basketball, all right? You got the guy at the table with the microphone. Press conference has just started, and he's taking questions, okay? Uh, yes, Joe. Joe, uh, over here. Uh, 
Dallas Morning News. You were down by 10 there in the fourth quarter, and you managed to make a comeback. Could you tell us what was going on in your head? Uh, well, uh, we needed to score points, and uh, I knew that in order to win, we'd have to have more points than the other team. And in order for the other team to lose, they'd have to have less points than us. So I thought to myself, uh, thank you, God, for giving me this talent. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. And then we scored some points. And when the game was over, we had more than the other team. Uh, uh, Joe, over here, Joe, over here. Uh, Sports Illustrated, how do you keep such a high level of athleticism in a league that is so competitive? Uh, well, when I go out there on the court, I just try and score uh, points. Because, um, like, if we don't get enough points, then we will lose if they have more points than us. Uh, if God wants me to uh, win, then I thank him for letting me be here. This organization has been very good to me. And, uh, yeah. I just, I just wish that there was, you see, um, I have to put the ball in the hoop more times than the other team. And, uh, that's how we win games. See, coach says, Hey, we're losing because the team put the ball in the bucket more times. And I say, okay. And I go out there and I put the ball in the bucket and sometimes it goes in the bucket and sometimes it does not. And when that happens, we lose. But tonight, it went into the bucket more times. See, that's the kind of bullshit you have to listen to every time somebody gets interviewed after a sports game or during a sports game or whatever. But anyway, so while I'm watching the hockey game with my usual goons, Aaron and Todd, the Vandy brothers, I am, you know, I have a burning question that I want to ask because I'm amongst men. Because, see, here's what happened. All right, Todd and Aaron being the dorks that they are, they're like all into this blood moon, super moon, whatever the hell's going on outside. And they're taking pictures and, and they're posting them into the chat. And so, you know, Todd's like posted from my Android and Aaron's like posted from my iPhone. And so I did a Google search of butt cheeks, you know, a moon. And I was going to post it and say posted from my Android trying to be clever but the thing is like i've always complained about google search is that just something as harmless as butt cheeks brings up 1000 pictures of women or men sometimes bent over with their butt cheeks spread giving you a good look right into the beehole so i ask karen and todd i say listen i have a question i i, I just answer me you know like i'm being serious okay like the whole spreading the butt cheeks thing to see the hole. Like, does that, does that turn you guys on? Is that something you're into? Like, am I weird because I don't like that? Like, see, it's not a turn on to me. It's a very not pretty part of the body. Like nothing, nothing down there is nice looking for anyone, male or female. <laughs> you know? Ew, it looks like a sad old man. All our genitals and buttholes are ugly, and I, I, I hate hair so much. Not like, you know, hair around in, in the, you know, bikini area, but anywhere else. Like, I shave so much hair off of my body, but if I, I used to date a girl who had the hairiest ass crack. It was so gross. 
And I knew we were never going to last. I knew it. But I asked, I'm sorry. I asked Todd and Aaron, you know, if that, and they like ignored me. Aaron made some comment about I'm an equal opportunity employer. I think they were just avoiding the question. Todd starts going on about the moon. And I said, Todd, shut the fuck up. We're talking about important stuff here. So I got no answer. But I think I know the answer. Yeah, men like that. I guess the dirtier, the better. Me, I'll take a picture of a woman in clothes any day. You know, something tight and showing off the curves. I am, I'm just not into the filthy stuff. Would you believe it? You're the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. Your favorite podcast, DJ, host, show guy, Joey Valentine, is a major prude. And I'm okay with that. I'm just glad that I've been blessed that I have not been in a long-term relationship with someone who's like a freak. I mean, it's one thing to be passionate and, you know, like you want to talk dirty and you want to like get a little freaky, all right, but... You know, I'm just so thankful I've never been with a woman who three years down the road of us being like engaged and planning a life together. She's like, I need you to choke me and stick a banana in my ass <laughs> because I just don't think I could accommodate it. Maybe like a test run. And then she goes, OK, I got it out of my system. Just wanted to see. And then I go, okay, but you're not, no more? Okay, cool, yeah. That's funny, it'll be a funny little story between you and me. Yeah, you know, remember that time with the banana? I dated a woman once who was, I didn't know this in the beginning, but I got I got to know her, and I got to like her, and I got, to, I got involved with her for a couple of months before she finally told me that she was a complete dom See, I don't know enough about that culture, you know, chips, dips, chains, and whips. I think, like, you have a dominatrix and you have a submissive. Yeah, so she's a submissive, right? She tells me after I've invested a lot of time into getting to know her. And I don't mean, like, just kind of submissive. I mean, like, she wants me to beat the shit out of her. She wants to be choked. She wants to be hung from the fucking ceiling. She wants to be in a swing. She wants me to fucking bruise her face and her thighs. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Ladies, if you are into some freaky shit, you better get that out in the open. I, of course, most men will just be like, yeah, cool, whatever. I'm getting sex. Whatever you want to put in my ass is fine by me. Love me some butt stuff. I mean really brutally weird stuff. Butt stuff. Some interesting news stories I thought I would gloss over real quick. Uh, Netflix. I love this. I love, love, love this. Netflix, who is standing by Dave Chappelle, who has insulted trans people, not giving that my seal of approval, but that's his prerogative. That's his opinion. He did a stand-up special where he offended some trans people. And Netflix has stood by him. And a lot of Netflix employees have said they're going to quit. And Netflix sent out a memo to all those people that said, we don't believe in censorship. We believe in backing up artists. Even though what he says 
does not coincide with our core values at Netflix, the most important thing to us is our artists. And if you don't like it, then you can look for another job. And that's fucking awesome. Netflix, they said, we don't approve. Not, 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 not that they don't approve, but we don't share his opinion. But we're not going to stifle him. Because there are people that want to hear that. There are people that want to watch him. And there are people still left in this country, believe it or not, that have a fucking sense of humor. I think that was a very bold move. I think it was a dangerous move. But I also think that if corporations would stop bowing down to this tiny, tiny little piece of America that's trying to start shit with everyone. You got, I read a story today about a, a, a child whose parents are being sued because a, a student wouldn't use the proper pronouns with another student. This student, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but the student wanted to be referred to as they and them. Okay? And first of all, that's confusing as shit and makes no sense in the English language. This is one thing I will stand by that I have a problem with. Okay, it's not I don't have a problem with people being trans. I don't have a problem with people that are men wanting to be called women. That's fine. I grew up around transvestites. I, I'm okay with that. If you feel like you're a woman, then be a woman. I'll call you a woman. But they them, that doesn't make any fucking sense to anything. You cannot be they. They is plural. So you got a, a 10 year old who wants to be referred to as they and them and a child who refuses to do so because he says it doesn't make any sense to me. You're teaching me English, and he wants to be they and them. And the teacher said, okay, just call them by their name. And he said, okay, fine. And now the they, them child parents are fucking suing them for no bullshit, for sexual harassment. Can you fucking believe that? Sexual harassment? Some people have just lost their minds. I'm not going to call anybody they or them. And, the, and when this country starts prosecuting people because of it, then we've just fucking... We got to regroup. We got to take a step back, take a deep breath, and say, okay, we let shit get crazy for a while. This... This is as crazy as we, like, you know, like when a when an alcoholic finally hits rock bottom and they go, all right, I admit it, I have a problem, okay? America is getting real close. It's too divided. Republicans and Democrats, they're so fucking divided. I don't know why we have to have this two-party system where nobody can get along. Please, people, learn to fucking agree or at least have adult disagreements about stuff. Doesn't need to be fighting and killing and punching and, and lawsuits. And American is about to hit rock bottom. And either there's going to be like a real shit storm or finally people are going to get so fucking sick of it and there's going to be a huge intervention where America needs to go, I have a problem. And I, I admit it now. That's the first step. Let's rebuild. Let's rebuild and get better. Let's knock off all this fucking nonsense. 
But if we're trying to give everyone an equal shake, whether they be white, black, Hispanic, trans, whatever, like we gotta knock off this nonsense. There's too much nonsense, too much bullshit, too much tinky tacky complaining about everything. And I'm sorry, say my piece, I apologize. I apologize to my listeners for making this a not funny episode. I tell you right now, I've already backed it up three times and deleted it because I was just really, really going on and on about a subject that I don't like to get involved with my show. I like to start people's day with fun. It's amazing how I went from talking about the moon and buttholes to everything wrong with America. Deep down inside, I truly believe in people. And I think we're going to be all right. Uh, leg cramp. Leg cramp. Ah. Oh. Oh. My thigh. My thigh. My thigh. Oh, Jesus. My thigh. <sighs> Jimmy's down. Oh, I don't know what that was. It came out of nowhere. You know, one thing I haven't seen progressives leaking into prisons I mean that's like the most segregated thing in the world right you got white gangs black gangs Mexican gangs gays you got like everyone is segregated right where are the progressives on this I mean shouldn't we have some sort of like affirmative action in prison you know like where every white supremacist gang has to have at least one black man for every six white supremacists and vice versa. The black gang must let in one cracker, one flabber honky. I mean, jabber honky, one lard gargler, one corn cobber into their gang. Mix it up. Isn't that what uh, progressives are trying to do? (laughs) Prison. I could never go to prison. I would never last in prison ever. I have too smart of a mouth. And I just can't resist zinging somebody. If somebody said something and they set themselves up for me to be like, yo, mama, I'd be just murdered so fucking fast in prison. I would have to identify as someone who doesn't have a butthole. (laughs) I'm sorry, you can't put that there, sir. I don't have one. I identify as not having a (laughs) b-hole. Yeah, I'm stupid. Shut up. So do you guys want to talk about some more 80s stuff? I don't have anything written down, but I can probably ad-lib it pretty well for you. I was thinking the other day about uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. I don't know how many of you that are young will know what I'm talking about, but in the 1980s, there was an absolute insane phenomenon known as the Cabbage Patch Kid dolls. And all they were was they were just little white and black babies not white and black, like there were some whites and then there were some blacks. I mean, I, I I think there were black babies. There had to be. Yeah, there was. And they were just babies. They had uh, heads made of plastic. No, well, like a rubbery type thing. Stuffed body. 
and they came with a birth certificate. They were already named. Supposedly, there was this kid. His name was Xavier something, if memory serves. I know his name was Xavier something. This is the story on the back of the box. Xavier Roberts or something was looking through a, you know, a cabbage patch. You know, cabbage grows out of the ground and heads of cabbage. And he found some babies or something. And I guess he decided to sell them to America. <laughs> I know that's not how the story goes, but it is the gist of it. Xavier found some kids growing out of the ground. He plucked them and he's fucking sold them. So here you are. You have Cabbage Patch Kids. Well, for some reason, these nothing spectacular about them dolls. Like there is literally nothing that defines them from any other doll in the history of doll making. They are just stuffed bodies with a rubber head. They come with a birth certificate and you buy it and you go, okay. You like and you had to like I said, you they had names. You didn't get to name them. So you never knew what name you were gonna get. And I don't know if maybe that was part of the appeal. But here's the deal. America went absolutely fucking bananas over these things. Like insane. Like you think Black Friday is nuts? You hear these stories about people like beating shit out of each other for a TV. I bet if you went on YouTube right now and you searched for cabbage patch, like crazy people, they'll show you these they would open the doors to these stores. I remember seeing it on the news back in the eighties. They'd open the manager would unlock the front door of the and there'd be these massive crowds of women, housewives, waiting outside. They look like the same women who own thirty cats. All right. They all had kitty cat sweaters on and bad hair and those glasses where the arm of the eyeglasses is at the bottom of the lens. You know, with the and then a chain like the librarian. Okay, that's what all these women looked like, and they had horribly tragic '80s haircuts. The poor manager unlocks the door, the film crew's filming it, and they just fucking mow her down. And they these women start grabbing boxes of Cabbage Patch Kids. They're like, um, I don't know. Let's see, like maybe two feet tall. One foot wide box, one foot deep. So they weren't small, you know, they were pretty good size. And you got women that have got like two under each arm, women fighting over them, punching each other. I mean, no bullshit. There was some serious fighting going on over those things. Still never understand why. I guess because kids wanted them. Like once, once the daughter said, I have to have a Cabbage Patch Kid, you know, most parents will go out of their way like to like to get something for their kids that they really, really want. I've never said no, and most parents don't. It's a great feeling. You live vicariously through your children, you know. Like, as an adult, you're not supposed to be buying toys. But when your children can buy them, it makes it that much more fun for you to buy them. If your child wants a toy, it's the the act of having to go out and fucking snag one that becomes the adventure and then being, it's, you know, it's like a game, like a video game. You're searching for it. You find it. You find the treasure. You make your way back home. Child opens it. Their face is your reward. You're like, I am the best fucking parent that ever lived. I beat 20 bitches' asses to get little Danny, the Cabbage Patch doll. When we open it, that's his name on the birth certificate. Danny. Because wouldn't it be nice to go through all that trouble, you know, and you know there was, like, there was always, there's going to be a kid or two 
that is like you had to you got that one or I don't I don't like that name Beth or you know whatever like some <laughs> kids complaining like and you just spent so much money to get this thing right I have no doubt that cabbage patch kids were totally price gouged and I guarantee you there were motherfuckers selling them out of the back of their cars. I know I've worked for companies who had products that were in high demand and employees always get the first pick. You cannot tell me that Microsoft employees don't get a fucking Xbox the day it comes out. When I worked for DirecTV, I had a fucking satellite. The first day I got hired, they sent me one. So imagine some 1980s fucking mullet wearing warehouse cat with a Camaro. He steals like 20 of these dolls. He's in an alley somewhere. You got these kitty cat moms <laughs> being led through a dark alleyway by some, you know, scumbag looking motherfucker. Hey, I heard you're looking for cabbage patch kids. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Keep it down. Keep it down. All right. And then you go, he goes and he opens up the fucking back of the Camaro. All right, all right. This is what I got. All right. Well, do you have any? Um, you have, no, I said this is what I got. Pick one of these. $400. $400? They're only $80 at the store. All right. Well, then go back to the fucking store and get one then, motherfucker. No, 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 no. All right, all right, all right. $400 is cool. Fine. Here. Then sometimes, you know, like these people, they, they probably got these like knockoffs. They get home and it's like <laughs> lettuce head kids. <laughs> Looking at the box when they finally get it in the light. Lettuce heads, kids. Oh, God damn it. Take it out of the box. The head falls off. Sawdust falls out of the body all over the place. Well, I didn't have a Cabbage Patch Kid, but my sister, she had like five or six. My mother was like the master at getting anything that wasn't available. I had in the 80s. I was like too young to really appreciate it. But in the 80s, I had everything that Mattel put out for Star Wars, literally everything okay i cannot stress to you enough when i say literally like when you looked on the back packages of the luke skywalker and it showed you everything they'd ever made like every character a through z you know like hammerhead and boba fett and all the sand guys and the sand people i mean and it showed you this is what mattel has to offer okay i had all of them i had the millennium falcon i had the adat i had the fucking tie fighter and I don't mean like a little tiny ones that the little guys. I mean, I had a fucking adat that was three feet tall and had working little lights on the lasers on his head and went, choo, 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 choo. had a little motor in there. It was huge. I had everything once upon a time. Somehow, my mother, the most in demand toy in the world, one Christmas, I opened up every single thing Mattel made. Yes, I was a spoiled little mama's boy deal. But I, my mother, she's the best. She would have gone without food to get me anything that I wanted if she knew it made me happy. And I love her. Just wanted to put that out there. But when Cabbage Patch Kids came around, I didn't obviously have an interest in those. No, what I had an interest in was the Garbage Pail Kids, the trading cards that were mocking the Cabbage Patch Kids. It took me a long time to put that together. I didn't realize Garbage Pail Kids was actually like that was a play on Cabbage Patch Kids, but I loved collecting them. I had all of those back when you 
you know, you go into the stop and go and you could get your candy cigarettes. You just, the garbage pail kids came in little packs like baseball cards and they were a hot item in the 80s. And then they made this disaster of a movie. If you have the time and the patience and you want to see a truly horrible movie. And when I say horrible movie, I mean, like, not the kind of movie where you go, this is bad, but it's enjoyable because of how bad it is. I mean, like, this one had serious money put into it. And and, it, and somehow it comes off as one of the most unpleasant things to watch ever. These little garbage pail kids. I mean, but what else can you expect from a... a a movie that's based on a card collection of fucking grossed out characters that have like zits or fart too much, or one looks like an alligator or, you know, one's a baby. I mean, they and they didn't look like normal people with makeup on. They were like these in between midget and normal people height things. And they were all fat and greasy. It's just an awful movie. And when I was a kid, I could not have been more excited to see it. And I did. I went down to the dollar movie theater down from my grandma's house, the playhouse, and I saw it and I probably enjoyed it then. And then when I was in my 20s, I tried to watch it again and I was like, good God, what a, what a fucking horrible movie. I don't I'm afraid to rewatch anything that I loved in the 80s for fear that it might actually not hold up. Now, I've watched Labyrinth. It's solid. OK, so I know that's good. David Bowie. Labyrinth, that movie is still the shit. Okay, so you're safe if you want to watch that again. But I haven't watched The Dark Crystal, and I know how much I loved that movie as a kid. But I'm afraid, I mean, it scared the shit out of me, but I am afraid that it will just come off as lame, and I don't want to ruin my memories of it. And uh, The Secret of Nim, oh man, I know The Secret of Nim has still got to hold up. If you haven't seen The Secret of Nim, I don't think it was a Disney movie. It's possible it was a Disney movie, but it's an animated movie about these mice and this owl. It's dark as fuck, and it's scary, so scary. Oh, and I watched, a couple of weeks ago, I watched um, Clash of the Titans, the original Clash of the Titans. It was remade horribly, but... That The movie The Clash of the Titans was one of my favorite movies growing up. I watched it on HBO all the time. They played it constantly. And, uh, yeah, it, it was better when I was a kid. Or the movie Kroll. I could go all night on, on this shit. I don't, I'm afraid to watch 80s or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I saw, that's one of the few movies I've ever seen more than once in the theater. Like, I never see a movie and then I'm like, I got to go and see it again today. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I saw, I swear, three times in one single day. And the Transformers movie when it came out, whenever that was. I think that was like 1986. I've never gone to see him. I've only been to see a movie the same day twice since then, once. And that movie was Django Unchained, which is weird because that's a three and a half hour movie. But I saw Django Unchained and I went home and I said, fuck it. And I went back and I saw it again. And then I came home from that and I downloaded it. I pirated it and watched it again. I fucking love that movie so much. The thing with the 80s is like you had like a lot of the special effects were lazy. 
See, George Lucas was way ahead of his time. That's why that shit still holds up. Like, they didn't have to go in and, like, they remastered the quality of the film for Star Wars, but they didn't have to go in there and be like, oh, we've got to change the lightsaber. Oh, we've got to change the ships flying around the Death Star. No, they kept everything because it was so solid. It was so well done. But then you watch things like Indiana Jones. Oh, man, there's a scene in The Last Crusade where this plane... This Nazi plane gets, they take it down by, uh, you know, shooing some birds off the beach and it crashes through this tunnel. And it's like that green screen before green screen was reliable, like where the, the, the object that's been placed on top of it is so much brighter than the rest of the surrounding. That's, that was one of the eighties biggest pitfalls that was, you know, like the people you had a, you had a technology that was up and coming. But in the 80s, if you wanted to do stuff, you didn't have CGI. So you had a choice, man. It was like either puppets or stop motion. So that shit had to be good, man. You had to, like, if you watch The Thing, and if you haven't seen The Thing, then you need to stop what you're doing, pause this show, and fucking watch it. I know it's streaming somewhere. If it's not streaming, then just buy it on Blu-ray. Okay? Kurt Russell, The Thing. All right, no CGI, all puppets, unbelievable makeup, costume, these horrifying, it's about a, a parasite that crash lands in like Antarctica and there's this uh, research facility where all these guys stay in and it can change its shape, it can morph into people. So nobody knows who the fuck is the thing. And it keeps changing, and it changes into, like, these gnarly-looking spider, two-headed fucking things. I mean, it is incredible. And it was made in, like, the 70s. Yeah, the thing. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Do I have a point to any of this? I guess not. Huh? Just doing my usual 80s rant to end the show. I have, I think I've bent your ear for long enough. So, yeah, guys, uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. Shows are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Join me, Joey Valentine, on Fat Guy Loves Cake. You can reach me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. Are you ready to shake your ass? Because I'm about to give you something. I'll see you guys Wednesday. What do I always say? Be nice.
Check the sign, check, play it and get paid We got the check, get out, Devil Avenue A magazine is always dissing me, dissing you Yeah!